Hi, I'm Fred McMurray, and this is Pillars of Franchising. Pillars, Pillars, Pillars of Franchising. Pillars, Pillars, Pillars of Franchising. So, we got a great show for you today. It's Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm live. Our guest, uh, Uriah Bloom, uh, is not. But I want to give a couple of shout-outs to my co-host Ray Piller and Rebecca Monet. Uh, they're at home with family today. I've been with mine. We're having a good time. And it's time to jump into the show. Yes, folks, it's Thanksgiving. This is Pillars of Franchising. I'm Fred McMurray. I'm with my co-host, Ray Piller and Rebecca Monet. We got a very special guest we've been trying to get on for a while, uh, but we'll do this in a second. Want to watch, or sorry, wish all of our listeners and watchers a happy gobble day. Happy birthday. Message me with what that is in the background, because I got no clue, but it just kind of struck my fancy as a turkey. Happy Thanksgiving, Ray. Happy Thanksgiving, Rebecca. Happy birthday. Thank you. My favorite time of year. And what <laughs> plans do we have today? Uh, obviously food, right? Yeah. Isn't that always? <laughs> Top of the list and family and friends. And uh, it's time to catch up with people this time of year. And I think most importantly for me, this time of year is about reflecting. It's about looking back at the last year at all the blessings and also then look forward to what I might anticipate into the future. So to me, it's a very, very special day. It is. It is. It is. Uh, there's always something to be thankful for, no matter what downsides you had in the past year and uh, I certainly have a lot to be thankful for myself well if I remember about this time last year tomorrow or, or tomorrow would be the day that I ended up finishing off moving from a storage locker in Santa Maria to a storage locker in slow and having to have movers <laughs> and we had to flip the lockers uh, because of flooding, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to let these guys do most of the moving because I was just feeling tired, and anybody that's list listened or watched the show since that day knows the day after that I ended up having the heart attack. So the fact that I'm here to spend a Thanksgiving. You have a lot to be thankful for. Yes, and a new grandkid. So enough of Thanksgiving, other than Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Who'd like to introduce our guest today? I would be happy to, actually. Go so, for it, Rebecca. <laughs> um, I'm actually looking forward to this uh, interview with uh, Uriah Bloom of Vitality Bowls Enterprise. I got to speak with your sister-in-law, Tara, a few weeks ago, and I am fascinated with your uh, concept. So uh, Uriah Bloom is the uh, Vice President of Operations at Vitality Bowl. And as far as what I know about operations, everything that's not sales and marketing comes under your 
uh, header. So you have a lot on your plate, and we're really looking forward to having you today. So welcome. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Um, glad you guys are, are happy to have me. Uh, and it's uh, so. First question we ask everybody is, where are you? And today, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Perfect. Well, right now I'm in uh, my home, in my, my home office um, in Walnut Creek, California, just East Bay of San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, we always get together at, at Tara's house, actually, my actual sister, not sister-in-law, um, for a big, giant family uh, feast. And we look forward to it every year. So what are you going to have for dinner? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, we, we go into the bowls real quick. Yeah, right, right, right. The, the typical, um, you know, we like to keep things a little healthier on our end. Uh, so I'm famous for my, my cauliflower mashed potatoes, <laughs> roasted butternut squash and sweet potatoes, um, a lot of big salads and greens and vegetables. Uh, but we do um, get pretty serious with our, our turkey cook-off. Tara usually does her traditional turkey in the oven while me and her husband, Roy Galat, our CEO, get a little creative with trying to smoke a turkey, barbecue a turkey, deep fry a turkey, do something uh, fun and unique. Mm. Here. See who makes the best turkey. We usually win. <laughs> I'm sorry. Deep frying a turkey always sounds like horribly... Um, Yummy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely yummy, but I, I think a lot of people have uh, had some accidents regarding deep frying turkeys. Uh, they forget to the thought out. And <laughs> yeah, you don't put it in there wet. Uh, we, we've settled on just smoking the turkey the past mm -hmm. few years, which usually comes out the best. Okay, that, that sounds better. I saw somebody doing deep frying on one of the shows. I'm like... That'll clog up the, the, the remaining artery there. I, I, my goal is to not have them cut me open. So, Ray, you got the, the next question since Rebecca got to um, open the show. All righty. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking I just got a smoker. So I'm thinking about smoking my turkey and uh, uh, not, not, I mean, <laughs> not literally, but figuratively anyway. But never mind. <laughs> what was that? Say it again, cigar after the turkey. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I think at, at this point, I'm going to, uh, uh, I was getting off subject there. Anyway, Uriah, tell us more about uh, uh, Vitality Bowls <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, how the concept got started. Uh, yeah, I would love to. So Vitality Bowls, we're a superfood cafe. Um, my sister Tara and her husband Roy started it a little over eight years ago. Um, out here where we live in the East Bay of San Francisco, there just wasn't a lot of good, healthy eating options. Um, my, my niece, Ella, Tara's daughter, um, had some severe food allergies. And they were really restricted in finding safe places that they can go out to eat that can accommodate her allergies without getting her sick. So they set out on a quest to open their own healthy eating establishment, food allergy friendly, so to help situations feel comfortable and having to go eat um, where their allergy requirements would be met. Sick. So that was the quest they set out on eight years ago. Um, you know, opening up the first location, a small little 500 square foot hole in the wall, 
doing soluble fresh juices and smoothies. Um, the community really embraced the concept overnight. They quickly opened up store number two, which is when they brought me in to help. Um, at a, you know, a culinary background, um, kind of a culinary background, if you will, um, to help develop the menu and, and some of the recipes. So we, uh, you know, quickly kind of got into the idea of franchising um, about two years into it in 2015. And uh, here we are now, you know, trying to spread healthy eating, you know, trying to spread a safe environment uh, across the country to other communities for people. Wow. That sounds exciting. It's been a journey. It, to, to me, it's uh, they when I was in the hospital, they um, they yelled at me about my diet um, and told me what not to eat, and then sent me home. And so I got home, and I'm like, okay, I know what not to eat. Bye bye bacon. Bye bye ham. Bye bye pork chop. <laughs> buy any processed food, but they didn't tell me what to eat. And that that really stumped me. And and I was actually in Chicago and so traveling you don't find a lot of the best thing I could do was go in the grocery store and literally buy food and carry it. Chicago in December, not a big deal. The car's colder than your your refrigerator. <laughs> That's for sure. So where I guess my question is what look are you going to go into airports? Have you gone into airports? Um where have you spread to so far? So right now we're in about 20 different states, so we have a pretty strong national presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not yet into airports. Certainly something we're looking into. Um we have a couple um key organizations we're speaking with looking at some potential opportunities, and then, of course, the right franchisees within our group uh, to be able to order, uh, open something up in an airport or, um, you know, public transportation terminal. We're, we're trying to look at getting into some college universities and then some other similar um, infrastructure places like in there. Take it away, Rebecca. Well, I I like the idea of the college and universities. It seems like these last couple of generations, looks like you actually fit into this younger generation, um, is much more health conscious than my generation, the baby boomer generation. You know, we were the wonder bread (laughs) kids and the um, you know, no, no real clear idea of what was what was good for us. So it sounds like the colleges and university uh, would be a wonderful market. But I guess my my question is more around who is your demographic? If you took a look at who walks through those Vitality Bull uh, locations, is it a younger crowd? Is it families? Is it what? What's the story? Yeah, great question and. You know, everyone's probably going to say, oh, everyone's our Everyone, yes, of course. (laughs) No one is. (laughs) Well, when we start, I'll say this. You know, we we work kind of targeting the more health-conscious You know, people of Generation X, um, probably the 30 to 40-year-olds. We were by the amount of high schoolers that were coming in. 
our food's delicious, right? Health aside, people like to eat it. It's good. It looks beautiful. I mean, Instagram was huge for us with these younger kids in high school taking pictures of our acai bowls and our food. And to your point, um, I think there's a shift in the dynamic where the new generation, they're being educated more about health, Mm -hmm. fitness, and wellness. And they know what they should and shouldn't eat and what's good and not good for them. So we've really kind of, um, I feel like, got a lot of recognition through the high schoolers. And we actually got to who we thought our core demographic would be, their parents, through the kids. We had parents coming in, you know, I had a $500 credit card bill for my kid that was, you know, <laughs> I had to come see what this was all about. Um, and we, we do a lot with the schools in the community. We do a ton with elementary schools, preschools, high schools. So I, I just brought, um, you know, 60 smoothies to a, a fifth grade class for winning the most participation and walk and bike to school day. And uh, the kids were so excited. Half of them knew about Vitality Bowls. They loved the smoothies. You know, we gave them all a voucher um, and a little certification for a free smoothie. They bring that home to their parents and get the parents excited uh, to come and you know, eat healthy and come to Vitality Bowls. So, um, yeah, we've seen old, young men, women. I mean, everyone likes to eat things that are delicious. Of course. And, I mean, added benefit. It's good for you. It's healthy. So it's just a win-win all around for everyone. Now, the cool part about this particular demographic, so Generation uh, Xers and the Millennials and the Zs, um, is like you said, they are more health conscious. But when you think about the size of that market, I mean, our Millennials are 25% of the marketplace right now. 25% of the marketplace. So if I was a prospective franchisee, to know that this is particularly attractive to these last three generations shows me some longevity because these folks are still young and there's many years that this business will continue to to thrive and draw in these health-conscious foodies, so to speak, that really do enjoy things that are beautiful, delicious, as well as uh, good for you. So. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, you know, we saw kind of the Froyo craze come and go. Um, you could get pizza anywhere that, you know, we truly feel like we're the future of food and eating and are well positioned to hopefully be around for a long time because our food's sustainable, it's healthy, it's all natural, it's delicious. Um, pe- people love it and hopefully we'll continue to love it as we grow. So before Ray asks a question, I want to know, why didn't you bring smoothies today? (laughs) Well, if I could send you all a virtual smoothie, I would have loved it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that is crossing my mind uh, in, in listening to the conversation, you're obviously successful if you're in 20 different states, that means you have how many franchises now? Uh, our 76th location just opened on Saturday, and I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Fantastic. That's, you know, obviously you're successful. And yet, you see a lot of uh, restaurants that try to offer more healthy options, and they, they offer them, and then they seem to go away because people are not partaking in the more healthier options. Uh, why, why would you think that you're so successful in this and yet some of these fast food restaurants 
are not successful in offering more healthier options? Well, I think there's a difference in pretending you're offering something healthy and actually <laughs> something healthy. That's a good point. Yeah. And it good. You know, I, I, I think we kind of fill a number of niches too with a treat, dessert, breakfast, meal, lunch. And we have a pretty well-rounded menu too. You know, we have salads, we have panini sandwiches, we, we do soups, uh, superfood waffles, uh, the acai bowls is obviously the, the main appeal, juices, smoothies. So it's something for everyone and you can eat something different from our stores every day and, you know, continue to come back and enjoy it. It's not just a one thing you kind of get sick of and, and don't want to eat anymore. Right, right. And and that's what I think uh, uh, is probably the downfall of some of these other places is, is they don't really offer something that's, that's tasteful <laughs> as, as a pair, mm-hmm. compared to a McDonald's French fry. <laughs> yeah. but, um, and, and, and what is your marketing like? Uh, um, what kind of marketing do you do? Um, a lot. <laughs> I took his question. Now he's crying. <laughs> um, you know, we do a lot through social. Um, Instagram and Facebook have been uh, huge with us, especially getting to kind of the younger generation. Um, we have an incredible PR team. Um, we have a good story to tell. I think media likes to pick it up and, and do news and articles with us, um, which has been, you know, astronomical. Um, and we, we spread a pretty good message. We have a pretty robust uh, loyalty program through our app that allows us to kind of engage with our customers, communicate with them as well, um, really get a strong, you know, national um, communication plan going out to everyone. Okay, and, and at this point, we'll take a break here. Uh, I want to thank Link Local Network for broadcasting. Wow, folks, that was pretty good. I um, want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show. Uh, we want to say that you can dial in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. You can also chat live at pillarsoffranchising.com or the Link Local Network. Uh, thanks for our community voices who continue to uh, talk about work-life balance. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How's your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At West Vine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front
front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Hey, franchise owners. And we're back, folks. Uh, thanks, Michelle, for the great words. And Rebecca, you got the next question. Since Ray took my last question and asked about marketing, but we won't go into I could normally use that as a springboard to go even geekier in marketing, but I won't go over to you to ask the new question. Actually, I have questions about the family dynamics. You are a management team made of brother and sister, sister-in-law, husband. We we have this wonderful family dynamic within uh, Vitality uh, Bowls. And, of course, there are pros and cons uh, to to that. The pros to me are you know each other's strengths and weaknesses. There's no kind of boo-boos that can happen trying to figure that out if you hire uh, someone. Can you share with us what you see as some of the benefits uh, to being a family-run business, specifically as it relates to uh, prospective franchisees that might be considering Vitality Bowls? Uh, sure. And, you know, it, people always say it's tough getting involved in business with your family. And I think it just depends on the family, the dynamic, the relationship. Um, I've certainly been blessed uh, with Tara, uh, my older sister. Yes, I'm, I'm the baby. You're the baby. <laughs> um, we're just, we're, we're very alike. We're on the same page. We communicate exceptionally great. Um, her husband, Roy, my brother-in-law, really I feel where you know, the three of us have helped um, support each other's strengths and weaknesses. So we have a pretty good, well-rounded team um, being made up together. Um, I think, you know, one of the big benefits of being with family is, is you're not as hesitant or as afraid to maybe call someone out on something or confirm <laughs> or voice your opinion where you might be a little scared to stand up to your CEO or boss if they're not your family. That's true. Um, it works well for you know, even going further into the family, our director of PR and marketing, Taya, who set this up, if you didn't realize by the last name, is my wife. So she's also been a part of the business. Um, and it's, it's been a blessing. I can imagine. You know, it's interesting. I'm a behavioral scientist. Um, and one of the things I've been looking at is how we as a society are finding it more difficult to handle honest conversations, right? Radical conversations, the ability um, or, or disagreement. And so I love that you pointed out by knowing each other um, and loving and respecting one another, it gives you a permission to confront. It gives you permission to address. It gives you um, some level of authority almost to address uh, some things and, and get things back on course. Because personally, I've seen where when one doesn't have those authentic, radical kinds of conversations, business can go 
a direction that you don't want it to go, but by being able to address it right up front. So I, I applaud I applaud you and, and your family dynamics. Thank you. Yeah. Advanced hand-to-hand combat courses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to uh, agree with you. And it takes special people to, uh, to um, you know, whether it's you're hiring your best friend or you're hiring your, your, your son, uh, and in my case, my son and my daughter-in-law, are in my business, which let me put up a logo there. <laughs> so that, uh, <laughs> um, you get in there. I know you would. And, and you, you, each individual has to tread uh, somewhat delicately. Uh, at the same time, like you say, being able to to know when you can confront and when you can't. But uh, it is uh, it takes special people to because mm-hmm. it's too easy to. One of the one of the uh, things about family dynamics, as as uh, Rebecca I'm sure knows, it it, it usually goes to extremes. <laughs> as far as whether uh, you know you're going to be constantly arguing with your family, or you're going to be you know have a have a tight relationship. So, um, Is there a- obviously that's a statement, and it's not asking you a question. So I want to ask you uh, basically, uh, you know. In looking at uh, uh, the requirements for your franchise, it seemed like the fee was uh, on the low side. And, and, and you know, you want to get into what is it going to take for an individual to get into your franchise? Uh, no. We don't want to price ourselves out. You know, our goal is to help other entrepreneurial, like-minded people like us open their own business and do something for them and the next generation and, and their kids. So. You know, we, we came up with something that was pretty low impact overall. Um, so, you know, we do have um, a typical franchisee fee um, on the lower end, uh, about $39,000. Obviously, the units, um, the discounted rate goes down from there. Uh, and to get into a location, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with, you know, restaurant concepts and franchises, mm-hmm. uh, really depends on the location you find. Um, if it's more of a remodel and conversion, they're pretty inexpensive, or if you're really doing a full-blown build-out um, from a new development or cold shell. So, you know, it ranges anywhere from $100,000 up to $300,000 $400,000 all in to basically get your doors open. Okay. Okay. So I just want to recap that because I think my speakers uh, cut out. You said the basic franchise fee is about 30K. Did yeah. I hear correctly? 39. 39. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, next month in, I think it's LA, is the uh, West Coast Franchise Expo. Will you folks be there? Uh, we're not going to be able to attend that one, unfortunately, no. Oh, well. He's just looking for free food, you know that. <laughs> oh, man, I really am off. <laughs> I was just in Instagram pictures, but, um, whoa. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> wow, I'm out of it. All right, so no on, no on West Coast, 39K. Rebecca, you got the next question. Are you guys um, growing primarily through a single unit operator or will you be allowing multi-unit operators and do you have a preference? Tell me more about that. Yeah. 
Great question. Um, it's a little bit of a mix. You know, we really started um, growing slow and steady. Um, we didn't want to get too big and spread too thin. Um, so we really do like owner operators. So we were again mm-hmm. trying to find people, you know, like us that wanted to open their own Vitality Bowls in their community and have their own business. Um, we have a lot of people that purchase, you know, about three units on average and three to five. We haven't taken investors. We haven't really found these big area developers that want to develop, you know, 10, 20 stores. Um, I don't know how sustainable that is. You know, we really want to work closely with owner operators that are very hands-on in their business. Mm-hmm. Um, at three and five stores, you have good management teams in place that are running the stores and location. But you're there and you're you're representing our brand and our philosophy and yeah. what we're doing. and. To us, that was important, and we wanted to find the operators, um, you know, to open their own stores that that they love and they're passionate about. They have that drive and passion that we do to represent Vitality Bulls, the brand, their community, and you know, be a successful business in that way. Without, you know, who knows what happens when you have these teams come in and they open 20 stores at once. To me, it's really hard to maintain our brand integrity by doing that. So we've been pretty happy with how we've. Um, kind of structured our growth so far. I think that's very wise operationally as well as protecting the brand equity, um, that these are operators that are in the community, love being in their community um, and serving uh, their community, which brings up another kind of uh, topic, Uriah, and that is um, as an owner operator, the employees that I hire to help me run my location, talk about that. Are they younger people, college students? Are there any issues uh, around uh, retaining this kind of employee? And, and how is Vitality Bowls addressing that? Yeah, well, you know, we're in the the quick service food industry, and I think hiring is probably one of the major challenges um, our stores certainly deal with. Um, You know, I think in an industry that faces almost a 200%. uh, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? I just read. um, What's pretty shocking. So, you know, we do hire a lot of young professionals, um, high schoolers. We're giving them job opportunities, mentoring them, teaching them work ethics, giving them good work experience and skills um, that they can take and go off to college with. Um, we have a lot of part-time college students and some of our daytime help and, and managers. Um, older working professionals, passionate about what we're doing, want to be part of our company. Um, you know, our stores, obviously, we have some good growth opportunities to move up and become an operations manager and do franchise support. Um, but even at the franchisee level, um, you know, they, they hire people within their communities. And I would say mainly, you know, high schoolers and, and college students is uh, a really good fit for us. What a wonderful opportunity for them, especially if you're also coaching, mentoring them, and business skills, customer service skills, um, something that they will use wherever they go uh, in the future. So they're they're not. It sounds like they're not just an employee to you uh, or to Vitality Bowls and the local franchisees, but there is a true interest in that employee and, and helping them in their personal and professional development. Yeah, I mean, that's the approach I take, um, you know, from a leadership perspective. Um, I really love mentoring. 
mentoring my employees, you know, showing them um, anything that they want to learn. And that engages them and makes them, you know, happy and want to work for us. It's a tough job. It's, yeah. It's not easy, but, you know, people love our brand. They love what we do. And we provide, provide them with, uh, you know, a happy, healthy work life balance and a good environment. Um, you know, we have employees that have been with us for years and years. And we just had um, one of our now operations managers. She was one of our original employees in her first four eight years ago. Wow. Uh, been with us eight years, and she actually just did her 50th store grand opening in one of the Grand Rapids. Wow. Pretty big thing for her. In today's world, that's a big, big yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, what's the average number of years folks are staying? Three to five years in a job, so to be eight years and that committed, it says a lot about your culture. It does. It does. Okay, so we'll, we'll go with the culture question. I'm waiting for that one. Culture um, <laughs> is, is big in companies. Culture becomes bigger and bigger. Uh, in I mean, that's one of the questions we always ask is for uh, franchise or what you Obviously, yours is family oriented. So, what we'll do is with the culture questions, turn on a slightly advanced side. If you're going to hire a chief culture officer, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. What would your chief culture officer uh, spend, them, uh, spend their time doing that first year? Most of the time, what would they spend their time doing? Good question. Um, and I would actually say if we had to put a label on it, we might already have a chief culture officer. <laughs> um, our director of operations, um, she was actually going back to family, um, one of Tara's best friends in high school. Joins the business. And, you know, she's taught us a lot about culture. She actually um, gives a presentation on culture and uh, connecting with people and the importance about it. So she's obviously huge in establishing rapport and relationship with your employees, knowing about them on a personal level. Um, a good work-life balance, obviously. Um, she likes telling the story. You know, authenticity is big. Um, the cultural dynamic in businesses. But I think if you can convey that, you know, not just with our employees and our team and our corporate stores, but across the franchise system, you know, the, the culture of Vitality Bowls, health and wellness, passion, drive, fun. Um, it's challenging, you know, teaching their franchise owners um, how to create their own culture and convey the same passion that they have mm -hmm why they wanted to open a Vitality Bowls and run a Vitality Bowls to them and their team. Um, it's challenging. It's very important. So I guess the, the long answer to your question is our chief culture officers for <laughs> year um, would probably be just instilling those values and in, in that sense um, into our franchisees and their employees. Um, she'd be traveling around, meeting people in person because she's just so vibrant and bubbly and conveys that energy that people love. Um, and, you know, teaching maybe little courses to the franchisees and, and their employees. Awesome. Ray? Well, one of the things that, you know, we're talking about culture and so what, 
basically, uh, are you looking for what attributes are you looking for for from a potential buyer of, of your system? Sure, uh, good question. So, we really look for passion and personality. I mean, we have to have the passion for what we're doing. No brainer. Everyone knows you're not going to be happy or successful. You don't believe in what you're doing. Um, and you have to have personality as a business owner, um, especially connecting to communicate uh, to communities, doing that local store marketing, talking to other mm-hmm. people. You know, if you're, I don't want to say some shy, timid, reclusive individual, it's going to be challenging for you to get out there in the community and promote and represent your business. You can hire someone to do it. It's also going to be challenging hiring the right people, um, being able to create that culture for a successful business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything else we can teach you. Um, we you know, kind of have a, a business in a box um, method. Um, we're very big on support and training. Um, we can teach you how to run a Vitality Bowls, but if you don't have a passion and personality behind it, um, that's where we've seen some issues and um, we've identified where some more issues can come out from. Passion is uh, a strong motivator. That's a hard one to measure, and yeah. it's an easy one to fake initially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it plays out, no doubt. You can see it financially and operationally. Uh, this is obviously one of my favorite topics. I'm in the profiling business, so um, it's such an important component. You know, it's clear that you have thought out the business model all the way down to the fine pieces and the culture, mm-hmm. and you've looked at the right, um, you know, markets to to go into. But that franchisee, especially if they have to be plugged into their community, is so so vital. Um, but you know, it, the food business is an interesting one to me because help me with this because maybe my perception is incorrect the margins around food are more difficult than in other businesses so you really do need someone that's operationally and financially capable to run that business and pay attention uh, to those margins so they need to be numbers people to some extent correct um, they do, yeah. Uh, it helps, certainly. Um, but again, these are things that we can teach you and, you know, what to look for and how to follow our process and procedures to make sure you're keeping your food costs in line, you're keeping your labor costs in line. And that's what's great about having the support of a franchise system. You know, of we course. have operations managers that are looking at this information to help walk you through it and help identify, well, why are you struggling with high food costs? You know, why are your six points higher than the person a few miles down the street from you? Let's come in and figure this out and fix it and get to the bottom of it. So even if you're not a numbers person or you're not super analytical, um, you know, we have processes in place to help. And if you follow those processes that have proven to be successful, you should be in a good place. And then we have the support infrastructure to go out there and, and really, you know, dive deep into figuring things out and helping you if it's necessary. So important. I love it. And that is the one of the reasons people should buy a franchise because you can't, no matter how brilliant you are, you more than likely don't have all the attributes you need to run a business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be, you know, as simple as, as picking out the wrong foods at the wrong price. And that's an area you're weak in where the franchise can step in and help you. 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the buying power in numbers. You know, we get um, extremely good uh, rates, I'd like to say, with our national distribution channel, since we have uh, the volume. Um, an individual opening their own store, they're never going to be able to get the same pricing that we do. That's right. That's right. Um, that's why people like the support of a franchise. You know, it's, it's kind of a loaded question when I ask people when I'm interviewing them and why they want to open a Vitality Bowls. I mean, besides why a Vitality Bowl specifically, but a franchise for the support mechanism. It's there. It's mm-hmm. proven. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say we've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've made and learned from all the mistakes so you don't have to and you can go about the right path. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And on that note, we'll take our last break of the show to uh, recognize a couple of sponsors um, and take it away. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And as uh, we always like to say, you can fill out the form on the Pillars of Franchising. I think you can also do it on the Link Local Network uh, format uh, on their site. But if you fill out the form, mark the book you want, uh, we can get to the Franchise MBA or we still have uh, Holly A. Ford's books available. Um, Now, a couple of shout-outs to my friend Clive, who's – Uh, over getting over back surgery. Uh, shout outs to Greg Markels, our uh, the co-host of the soon-to-be broadcast, uh, How to Buy a Business Without Selling Your Soul, and a couple other folks. So uh, now a word from Abel. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business or just too young to retire come to the great american franchise expo and explore your options meet face to face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands a wide range of price points and ownership models are available attend our free seminars on accounting real estate and marketing franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing the first 100 attendees will receive free vr goggles For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. As Abel noted, you can go to franexpousa.com or call 800-304-4271. The next two... uh, Great American, Great American Franchise Expos are in Dallas and Houston in February of 2020. 
Dallas is February 15th through the 16th at the Irving Convention Center. And the Houston event is at the Stafford Center in on February 22nd and 23rd. And you can always go to FranExpoUSA.com. And now less of live Fred and more of our guest Uriah Bloom, uh, Ray Pillar, Rebecca Monet, and yours truly. We're back. I uh, want to remind you that if you want a copy of the um, Franchise MBA, uh, you can either call the number that Nick gave you. Nick's going to be on the show again very soon. Or you can fill out the form on thepillarsoffranchising.com and we'll get you the same book. Um, so, about the greatest cure known to mankind, prison sign, otherwise known as the franchise disclosure document. <laughs> what three things, what three items do you recommend somebody contemplating buying a franchise should read first? I know they're supposed to read everything, every lawyer and every consultant and every franchisor on show always says, yeah, I read the whole thing. And I still have clients that I do marketing for. I've read this thing. So I question what the items you would recommend they read. Uh, three, items, three items in our FTD or three items in general? In general. Although if you want to tailor it to your FTD, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, we, we don't want to go there. <laughs> in general, a man that's honest. Yeah, I love this show. <laughs> um, well, sounds like what you were just promoting, the Franchise MBA, is a, a fantastic book with some very uh, interesting insights for anyone that is thinking about going into a franchise. Um, some other reading material. Um, I just finished a, a great book by Steve Farber, um, the great uh person, expert in thought leadership and extreme leadership. Um, he did his book called Leap, um, going back to kind of culture and, and leadership versus management. Um, it's going to be helpful because running a franchise is running a business. Your people are your most valuable asset. They're the ones making you successful or not. Um, so really understanding um, good leadership is, is going to be important. Um, and then the third thing, uh, you know, something for fun. <laughs> I, I love the, the Oz principle was an, another good book that I just read um, that really has some good insights um, into just operating a successful business, um, kind of some of the, the do's and don'ts and downfalls, if you will. So um, just in preparation for running a business or getting a franchise, um, those are three great books in my opinion. Okay. Who's got the next question, Ray or Rebecca? I can ask the next question. Uh, so we know the food uh, is going to bring people into your establishment. What's the ambience like? What, what, you know, uh, what, what does your typical location uh, look like and what attracts customers to it? Uh, yeah, I wish I could throw the background up on a, a couple shots. Of <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They're beautiful. I mean, some, some again are small from, you know, 600 square feet up to almost 2000 square feet. So we have a lot of stained concrete floors, um, wood wall panels, our corporate 
colors are kind of purple and orange, so there's some fun colors in there. Oh, wow. There's, that's interesting. The technology, so, you know, big digital um, menu monitors. Uh, okay. um, we have fun, lively, you know, music, fun rock and roll and reggae music playing. Um, usually a TV up in the lobby. Lobby's packed with people working on their computers or just engaged in discussion. A lot of our stores have... Um, really cozy, warm uh, fireplaces. Um, people, people yeah. Like you out, out in Illinois, where it gets a little cold, you want a nice, warm, comfortable atmosphere to go in there. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, uh, cafe type of ambiance. All the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we try to get a very, um, you know, bright, fun, clean uh, kind of atmosphere and environment in our stores. And each store is a little different. Um, you know, we want it to kind of match the market and uh, back to the personality of the franchisee, the person that's opening it. So we have design guidelines, obviously, you know, when you walk into Vitality Bowls across the country, you can tell it's the Vitality Bowls, but each one's unique and different. They're not cookie cutter. They're not the same. Each store has its own personality reflective of the market the owner, which is, you know, really fun in my opinion. Very cool. Well, I, obviously, I want to know about the food. <laughs> I want to know about the food. I I get that it's beautiful. I, I get that it's delicious. And I also get that it's healthy. So can you give us an example of what your menu is? And, and it sounds like there's a lot of variety and, and how all that works. Yeah. Thanks for asking that, and, and I know I realize for listeners out there um, might not really fully understand what Vitality Bowls is or have ever even heard of an acai bowl before. So um, the, the basic concept and what we started as an acai bowl uh, concept is we, we really focus on the Brazilian acai bear. It's one of the world's leading superfoods because of its nutritional value and health benefits. So what an acai bowl is, is we take that berry and we blend it up into a thick smoothie with other fruits and, and vegetables even. Yeah, there's kale. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> um, so it's a thick smoothie in a bowl. We, we cover that with a layer of organic granola. We pile in other fresh fruits, other delicious superfoods, bee pollen, goji berries, mulberry, mm. cow nibs, drizzle honey over the top. You dig in and eat it with a spoon. Mm. It's nutritious and delicious. <laughs> Um, that's the basic concept. We have a huge variety of superfoods, which I feel really differentiates us from um, other similar concepts. Um, again, focusing on some of the core superfoods we source and bring in, um, you know, from Southern America and some other countries uh, like acerola, it's an Amazonian cherry. We have pitaya dragon fruit, um, graviola, so some really delicious and unique ingredients. And, you know, being focused on health and wellness, it's important as we create these recipes, um, you know, keeping the nutritional content in mind, trying to get as much nu nutrition as we can in one of our bowls, keeping the calories down, keeping the sugar down, and then combining unique ingredients and flavors so everything tastes good, each bowl is different. Um, you know, we have tropical bowls with mango and pineapple. We have uh, a nutty bowl with peanut butter and almonds and almond butter drizzled on the top. Yum. A, a pretty large variety. Um, you know, we make everything fresh to order uh, in-house. Um, so you, you really can tell when you eat it, uh, the, the freshness, especially with the produce. Um, the variety is just amazing with our different smoothies or different fresh juices or salads. 
Um, like I mentioned earlier, something for everyone. We have panini sandwiches uh, that people really like. They complement, you know, going with a bowl or smoothie for a, a great full, well-rounded meal as well. So. I'm getting well, hungry. Yeah. Since we're, <laughs> since we're talking about the menu, then uh, the thing that popped in my head was, uh, what's the most helpful thing you have on the menu? And what is the most tasteful thing you have on the menu? Mm. Well, I would say the most healthy things are our bowls. Um, one of our medium bowls has almost all the nutritional value you need for the day. I mean, there's just so much phosphorus, high in antioxidants, vitamin C, potassium. Um, I mean, the list just goes on and on. Mm. Uh, in my opinion, I would say the most delicious bowl, um, the bias in my favorite bowl is, is our uh, super food bowl. Uh, you actually get three of our core superfoods in there, the pitaya, um, the acerola, and the acai all in one bowl. Um, we top that with cacao nibs, which is like raw chocolate before they process it in the chocolate, the raw cacao beans. Wow. Nice little crunch, um, you know, bitter chocolate, not sweet at all, but kind of complements the bowl very well. And it's, it's tasty. That's what I eat. <laughs> wow. Sounds yummy. It does. I, I think after the show, I'm heading right towards the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I actually do have a more personal question, and this may take a little pondering on your end. This goes back to the family. You are uh, the little brother of uh, Tara. Mm -hmm. um, was there anything in her growing up years that gave you an inclination she would be a trendsetter, a leader, um, a future entrepreneur? What, what kind of in her younger years would lead towards doing something like this? Interesting question. And uh, yeah, take, take a moment of reflection and pondering. Um, but I, I feel like I remember as far back as I can from being even a little kid, I, I do feel like my sister Tar, she kind of was, I don't say she, she was popular. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think she was a head cheerleader. Um, she always had a big circle of friends. We clearly seemed to kind of be the leader in her friends. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she, she left to go off to college at an early age. She was very independent. Um, you know, paid her own way through college, worked full-time, went to school full-time, um, you know, went and, and got a good job. It started her own businesses after that. Um, my whole family's been very entrepreneurial from my, my dad and my mom. Um, you know, our, far, our, our dad was an organic farm. That's <laughs> kind of where it comes from. Um, we're natural to us. We grew up on kind of an organic farm. Um, our mom's, uh, you know, dietitian and nutritionist and uh, healer amongst other things, uh, if you will, um, that's been embedded in us. So Tara has always been good at building things, starting things, um, getting people um, yeah. her passion, her desire, and uh, you know she's always been pretty good at making money. And she's also smart <laughs> in who she brings on board. She brings her little brother on board yeah. that makes sure, you know, the bottom line is there too. So she's smart in how she made that decision. So that's the right. decision she made. I'd like to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as our watchers know, it's the time for the down the rabbit hole question. So 
<laughs> Most people always kind of freak out about this one, and and the betting is three to one that it's going to be a zombie apocalypse question. Uh, it's really not. Um, so this is actually a, a version of the question that asked was asked before, um, but and it's actually highly relevant with the food industry now. Um, artificial intelligence comes more and more to you see it in McDonald's so forth and kiosks, things like that. How will artificial intelligence affect the food industry in general and um, in specific? That's quite the question. Um, I, I don't know. I'll have to ask uh, Alexa uh, for the answer. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. I just and the I, just, I got one better. Just in the news recently was the fact that um, people outside your house using a laser or a flashlight can uh, bounce the light off the Alexa or the Google Home and get it to order things and execute commands. So <laughs> some bozo with a, a flashlight could literally have Alexa open all the open all the doors on the house and buy things up to your credit limit. Wow. Fred, I, I, I thought you were going to ask if, if, you, if you're if you dead and you don't know it, what do you eat? <laughs> That's a close second, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nutritionally dense worms that crawl into your mouth. <laughs> there you go. And worms are important for, for organic Foods. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem with the question becomes is that I, the only franchisors that I know that whose demographic are dead people are morticians. <laughs> are there franchises that do that? There could be. If any, any of there should be. Yeah. <laughs> our listeners know of a uh, mortician franchisor, uh, please get in contact with you. We'll get your free book and we'll get them in, um, invited on the show. So, right, we've gotten past all the wonderful questions and thought provoking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's time for the last, the last question. The last. Right. The most important question of the whole show actually is. If someone is interested in your franchise, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, just go to the website, franchise.vitalitybowls.com. Um, we put a ton of information in there, probably answered 90, 95% of your questions. There's a contact form you can fill out for a business development team to get in touch with you to continue the conversation and see if uh, hopefully there's a good fix or not. Fantastic. And uh, I'm sure all this information will be on the Pillars of Franchising webpage for people to click on in case they forget exactly what they need to do. Is that correct, Fred? That is correct, Ray. And we have the franchise.vitalitybowls.com, if I got that correct. We've got it written down, so it will make it on the page. Um, want to thank Uriah of uh, Vitality Bowls for being on today. Wish everyone a Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> we that's the reason we do this. <laughs> that's right. Gotta have the passion, right? Yes. Yes. If we get a mortician franchise or on, it may not be fun. 
We'll make it fun. We know yeah, how to well, make anything fun. fun. We can some creative backdrops. To, uh, but but we, we need to do this a year from now, near, you know, near Halloween. It's all attitude, Fred. Yeah. It's, it's all attitude. We can make anything fun. All right. But should we? <laughs> Be profitable and enjoy your life because if you don't, no one else will. That's right. Bye, all. Thanks, everyone. We've had a good time doing the show. Uh, we'll take you out now after we've had another wonderful thing of silence.